Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, it is 4 o'clock on this Monday afternoon. We're hanging out with Lori and our special guest host... Thank you, Brittany, uh, as always, for coming in and making today such a fun day. What is in store for us now, guys? Well, happy Taylor Swift week again. Yeah, I just have right. to always start that out. We should do like a combo. It's Britney Witch and then bring it into some Taylor Swift, Swift news. Because yeah. that mean, seems to be the new code right mm-hmm. there. I think I, I, I'm honored that we even use B Spears, though. I was also iconic. So I, But it yes. is Taylor Swift week. It, is. it really is. It really, it really is. is. And the money has got to be on Bon Iver showing up. I... I mean, there's no doubt. How scary that what if it happens Saturday, not Friday? And I'm there Friday. Like, I I know either I hope. I don't know why he can't come both nights. I know that would be really cool because he has she has two songs with him. Right. So it'd be cool if she did one for us and one for them and maybe just did Ah, her own. Good call. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Then then, you know, and then he can kind of. They can hang out and maybe they're, you know, jamming or writing or they're going to just catch up. We might have to play the Bon Iver song at some point. Just a little bit of it for you. I think you'll die. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, it's beautiful. Maybe I'll do it in the double wide next time I come back in. Well, Grant can find it for us. You it's know? Maybe we're, we're going to talk about something yes, else I wanna, here. Yes, I know okay. we can't always talk about Taylor Swift. No, so, <laughs> by law. So this weekend was the first Trooping of the Color without Queen Elizabeth. And mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but everybody gets out on the balcony and waves. Julie and I were in London once for the Trooping of the Color. The planes fly overhead. Anyway, Louie is five, yeah. so we've got... Um, him in a carriage making a face because he's smelling the horse poop, I'm sure. <laughs> um, covering his ears, saluting. Very cute. You know, he's adorable. Yeah, he's got maybe like one more year of making faces left and then he <laughs> won't be making them. Oh, so we posted that. They're so cute. He really does steal the show. And thank goodness that there's a, a child yes. to steal the scene because I am telling you, has some dull. Balcony stuff now that we don't have Queen Elizabeth or you never know what a kid's gonna do. We always joke we're like you could bet money on not knowing what a kid was gonna say or their like or what, what their gonna action do. is gonna be next. Um, and the then thing. you know this was kind of an interesting story they had on the Today Show. I think it was uh, it was Chanel and Al and Craig Mel- Melvin. Mm-hmm. It was talking about a New York Times story that said that. of Americans have at least one sibling. Like, Grant's an only. Yep. And I have a few friends that are onlys. And it's unusual. Yes. To find people that are just only children. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, anyway, and just about how um, therapists are finding out really... A lot of, and maybe, you know, the pandemic and 2016, I know in my family is when there was some <laughs> fracturing with political opinions and stuff that became a kind of caused some rifts in all kinds of families between siblings and how, like, uh, how, maintaining a good, you know, trying to, sometimes we dismiss the people closest to us. Yeah. 
because they are the closest to us. Yes. And we're like, oh, they're family. They'll come back. But yes. anyway, kind of an interesting conversation. So we're going to eavesdrop on that. Yeah. So the first talk take is them talking about different ways that you can become sibling adult friends again. again ways to yes, do that. Because so, people get, they tend to drift apart and mm-hmm. maybe come back together as adults. More than 80% of Americans grow up with at least one sibling. And here's what we all know, that those relationships at their best uh, can offer benefits like boosting well-being and what have you. Um, And here's the thing. A lot of people have challenges with their siblings, or maybe they didn't get along. But they're they're talking about this article because therapists told the New York Times that it is possible, if you're listening this morning and you've had a challenge, you can bolster an adult sibling connection. So here are some ways that can help. First of all, you have to give each other permission to change. For example, an older sibling might continue to see their younger sibling as a baby, and the younger sibling is tired of having that role. Mm -hmm. You have to allow them to first have that conversation, but recognize that. Another one, you have to make time to enjoy each other's company. You can't just rely on the old memories from back Mm -hmm. in the day. You have to have some new memories. Um, And I also think it's important because for example, I come from a blended family, so yes, I didn't grow up with all of my siblings. And yeah. so as adults, we try to have sibling weekends mm-hmm. or we try to get together oh. because as a parent, you want your kids to, to see that. Sure. Right. And to sure. have each other. So and that is true. And I just spent the weekend with my sister. Yeah. The mean sister. Yeah. And we talked about I just she said, you know, I just I sometimes I'm like the black sheep of the family because of how I believe and what I think about things. And I said, if you stopped saying that stuff out loud, then it wouldn't be a problem. And she said, well, I said, you know what you're doing when you're being a little yeah. hot stir. Yep. And you want to bring up guns, COVID, Trump, yeah, trans, or any of her, some of her other, rate, what my family considers she- racist BS that comes out of her mouth. It's not, we, we don't want to, don't say that stuff out loud to your siblings or, you yeah. know, I, I don't know who you say that stuff to, but it's not your family that has made it very clear that we don't like it. And she said, is that all it is? And I said, yes, yes. Hey, what number sibling is she? She's second oldest. Okay. Of four. Okay. You know, but I just said, you have to stop trying to get a rise out of people. That's- like just, you know, how Middle much. child energy of I'm going to get attention no matter the way that I'm going to get and it. And she said, but it makes me feel bad that sometimes I think people don't like me. And I said, because we hate that you say this stuff and you say it out loud. Yeah. Don't say it. I don't know who you say it to, but some of the stuff that you say is so shocking and so off-putting that it makes people not want to be around you. And I like being around you, but I hate what you talk about. Yeah, let's get her a Finsta account and just let her, or a fake Twitter, and just let her go off. Yeah. You know, you're but, so right. If, if that was the solution, that seems easy. And she even said, that's it? That's it. And right. we did make new memories this weekend. You know, we you did have fun. Yeah. You know, and and, but, you know, it was like, Kind of like she's sort of being stubborn about it. I don't know. I just thought, you know, I don't think we're the only family to go through this. No. And I think that's really interesting, the dynamics of, because I'm the youngest. And I act like the youngest. Like, I get away with everything. I don't really get, I don't get in people's fights. I kind of let them figure it out. And then I just bust in and grab a cookie later. But, like, it took, I think, a long time for my brother and sister to, like, let my vote count towards mm-hmm. things. Like, I'd be like, well, I don't want to do that. And they'd be like, well, we're doing it. And yeah, I'd be like... Because you're the youngest because and I'm your the youngest. doesn't matter. It was like, you guys, I have... I can vote. 
yes. literally for a president. <laughs> so let me vote for where we're going to dinner. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. that, those dynamics have to change. Right. But um, it's hard. I think it's hard. And and we, there was a study done. Uh, that they talk about who men tell their secrets to and who women tell their secrets to. And who, I'm... Who I'm, men tell? Well, men like to tell their partners and yeah. their parents. And women... That's true. That's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and women rely on telling their friends and their siblings. siblings. And I'll tell you what, most women I talk to have one person, one female friend or our sibling who knows all their secrets. Yeah. And I do. I love Justin to death. But like, I'll tell you what, if Michelle wanted to take me down, she could take me, me down. down. Michelle knows everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah, that's so true. So, Michelle, let's not fight, shall we? <laughs> All right. I don't think we have time for the other audio grants. Well, let's throw it in randoms because yeah. that'd be good. Let's talk to yeah, we'll that. Is there anything more to that audio? Well, the last part just talks about how, as an adult, we can skip it. It just talks about, the, the last anchor talks about how him and his brother bond over sometimes the crazy things that their parents do. So that's a fun way, you know, like, yes. can you believe mom said this? Yes. Can you believe dad said that? Yeah, then yeah, that's right. a way for you to bring yourself back together as they get older and start getting a little kind of so untold called crazy, one could say. Yeah. You bond on those moments together. Yeah. As All right, very good. Yeah. Okay, when we come back, it is time for Random Thoughts. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have been working with you for years, but we've never really talked about prenups. Give us the lowdown. Well, a prenup in the state of Minnesota is also called an anti-nuptial. So if you hear that, they're talking about the same thing as a prenup. Um, I encourage a lot of people to consider getting them, whether you have a ton of assets or little assets. It makes everything much more streamlined. You know what you're entering into. You've got your agreements in place if you get divorced in the future. They also address what you will do with your assets in the event of death. So it really helps for estate planning and it really just helps for the future to avoid disputes. I love that. Okay, so but what about a postnup? Postnuptial agreements are simply agreements that people who are already legally married enter into that again will also address what would happen to their assets in the event of divorce or in the event of death. So again, these really can help streamline the process in the future. Great information and for your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to trustorlaw.com or use my tech keyword divorce. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's, it's just, just random. random. It's That's all, all it is. All right. First thing first. I'm here for the kids. I'm here kids. to enhance their summer. And um, so I have a morning. I, have a, I do a job in the morning. Mm-hmm. I take a little break. And then I, when days I get to come here, right? I got like a two-hour little break at home. And my nephew, Ike, needed to get picked up from swimming. So I, I love that name, Ike. I know. And that's his full name. Mm-hmm. Isn't it so good? Mm-hmm. Ike. And he's such an Ike. Swooped him up. And he's like, Auntie, what are we going to do for two hours? And I was like, let's break out the slip and slide. So I trained, you know, j- jump into some, you know. Today sh- you did this. Yes. Oh switching to shorts and tank top quick. That's why my hair is like, I'll tell you why it's super greasy. So we're playing on the slip and slide. Gogo was watching us with my mom sitting on her lap. She's laughing at us. And I was like, this is kind of lame. He's like, this is kind of lame. I go, we got to next level this. How old is Ike? Ike is nine. Perfect. And so we found the giant container of Costco Dawn, the soap. Yes. We put so much on that bad boy. And I'm going to tell you. You guys oh, were sliding. We were, we were laughing so hard. And then we played this game where we just tried to chase each other on it. And oh, it was so fun. You are a good, you're a good yeah. auntie. Good funty. I mean, I'm telling you, I wish I could say I was doing it for him. I was laughing. so We were so bored on the normal slip inside. So next time you pull so that you thing out. you go fast, fast, fast. You, you fly. Okay. Oh my God, you fly. And like, yes, does your hair become greasy see, when you yes, go to your second job? Yeah. Yes. And you're fine with that. Mm-hmm. You accept that in your mm-hmm. life because... 
it was just so fun. And we don't have to clean the slip and slide now. Right. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Did you catch a rock at all? You know what I'm talking mm. about when you slide down those things yeah. and there's that one solo lone rock that just mm. kind of hits you in the back of the butt? No? Uh, we did not catch any rocks that oh, I know right. of. I'm okay. sure that I'll see bumps and bruises tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It'll work itself out. That would have um, been fun, though. It was funny. And it was funny because Gogo was just watching laughing. Like, it, everyone had a blast. It was, And it was got warm. It's nice out today. It, was, it feels like we're having hot weather coming. It's 89. Yeah, and then tomorrow it's 92 and sunny. Wednesday, 92 and sunny. But okay. not too bad humidity, but just nice hot days yeah. coming up here. Yeah, it's, it was beautiful out. Um, There was a big uh, trend going on. I know that you guys were probably big fans of this. You wanted to drink cow urine. No, I don't. No. I know in your heart of hearts, it's somewhere in your time in your life, you <laughs> probably wanted to drink cow urine. <laughs> well... Okay. This might fit in well at the study of Dub, but I'm taking it now. They're saying that uh, they've done a lot of research and drinking cow urine is unfit for humans. Yes, I would think so. (laughs) You don't even have to do research for that. Yep. So that's that. I'm literally, I, there's a lot more I could read, but I don't think I have to. I think I've, I think I've somehow convinced you guys. Yeah, you did. Um, It's later in the day. For example, if you're a little tired right now. Yes. And you don't want to drink coffee because you're somebody who's like, I don't drink coffee after like 1 p.m. Yeah. That's how I am. I won't drink it after 1 p.m. They're saying that a good way to get yourself out of the slums of tiredness is stick your head in the freezer for a little bit. Oh, and like it's going to like that cold snap is like a cold plunge. Yeah. There is a (laughs) uh, neuroscientist out of University of California, San Francisco, says that if you skip the extra cup of coffee you can go ahead and just stick your head in a freezer for an immediate boost of energy that will not mess Why with your bedtime. Why didn't you tell me that when you got here today? I've been yawning all afternoon. <laughs> You've been holding out on me. But, yeah. I mean, I'm but, so tired. But here's the thing. Now it looks like I'm a hero. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to save it till randoms. Okay. And they're saying that the brief shock of cold activates your arousal system. So... Hey. Next stop, cooler. Next stop is the freezer. freezer. <laughs> um, and then this, I thought this was another interesting one. You and I are big yogurt fans. I love yogurt. How do you feel about rebranding? Hagen Dazs is now trying to sell ice cream for breakfast. At first, you go, "I'm not. I don't want ice cream for I, breakfast." Yeah, I don't. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But it's kind of Joe. It's kind of like, not joking, but it's kind of playing with the line of what is ice cream and what is yogurt. This is culture cream. Cream or cream. Is it that C R E with a little burp, burp over mm-hmm. it and an M E? Mm-hmm. 
It takes five times longer to make than traditional yogurt. It's apparently thicker and creamer, so it's almost like eating ice cream for breakfast. And it doesn't have the sour tang that yogurt does. Which Well, European yogurt, good, the Sigur or the Nusa, you know, the European kind of, they're thicker and creamier. Those are the yogurts I like. I don't like like Yoplait or Danon or any of that You and stuff. I want to go hard in our yogurt. creamy, good yogurt that tastes like yogurt. And I don't need a bucket of light yogurt. I need a small amount of like thick yogurt. Could, yeah, coconut. Or... Go-Go eats yeah, whole milk yogurt. Ooh, Zooey Mama. Is that good? Oh, it's so good. Is it? Yeah. It's like thick on your lips. So why is Haagen-Dazs, are they just trying to get in the, why don't they just stick to the ice cream? I mean, it's so, that's. I don't would never associate Hagen Dazs with yogurt. Uh, they say that it's they've been rolling it out in grocery stores nationwide this okay. month. They're doing six flavors to start: vanilla, strawberry, lemon, blueberry, black cherry, I'll and try one it. is coffee flavored. Um, of course, it's got more calories than yogurt, but we've talked about it. A four ounce vanilla packs one hundred ninety calories, which is fine. Um, so yeah, it's like ice cream for breakfast, but it's actually just kind of yeah. like yogurt. really thick frozen yogurt. Well, we'll let Julia test it because she's the one who actually does eat ice cream for breakfast. Yeah, and <laughs> she really is. She's she's so, wild because she'll go, yeah, I had ice I've been, cream for breakfast. No, she'll not only that, but she'll be like, yeah, I went to um, McDonald's. I just got four McFlurries because I figure I'll save some for later, and then I ate three that night, yeah. and I lied, I ate all four. Right. We're like, what? What is happening? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, see a man about a horse, right? I got to see a man about a horse. It's yeah. what a guy says when he goes to a bathroom, goes to pees. <laughs> I just wanted to get My that out there. My dad has been known to say this. Yeah. Originally. is like, yeah, I got to go see a man about a horse. And we're like, what? I know. <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, I thought everybody knew that. I and did. I said, I'm going to go see a man. It's, yeah, it's just going to the bathroom. No, I've heard a, a much more dirtier one that right. I can't say on the radio. Right. But that's good. Yeah, yeah That's yeah, a clean yeah. one. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, but the origin's Based back to uh, see a man. The original one was see a man about a dog, uh-huh. and there was a whole thing around it with this character that was would go on zany adventures and would always say, "I gotta go see a man about a dog." But I thought that was something I need to get out because <laughs> I've always said that saying, and I don't feel like enough people really knew what that is. Yeah. Another one that I thought was interesting is in like Flynn. That's like um, a detective. Freeze. Uh, it's in like Flynn just means like you know you're you're in it to win you're you're fully in right like yeah okay um you've achieved your desired goal you're in like Flynn um if you were like I'm going to the Pride I go oh yeah you're in like Flynn mm-hmm. um the origins go back to this famous actor Errol Flynn oh oh in like Flynn yeah and he was really famous and so they would always talk about <laughs> him was, being like he, he was he got women. Yes, and you're in like Flynn, so uh-huh. that's the origin. So you're in like, like Flynn. Flynn. That's, that's who was his way with the ladies. Um, and Errol Flynn, yeah, might have had a... <laughs> he had a, a, a rough history. Yes, with younger women. Oh, yes. God, no, yeah. I can't laugh yet. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a scene. I guess I had forgotten that it was I said Errol it at, Flynn. I said it at the uh, Lake... Minnetonka Triathlon yeah. while this guy was running. I said, you're in like Flynn. And he turned around and he goes, I haven't heard that saying in a while <laughs> while doing the marathon or right. the triathlon. I was right. mortified. Oh, gosh, so funny. I just want to get those sayings out there. All Thank right. you. Thank you so much, Brittany. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Lori here for MSP Airport. And let me tell you, summer travel season is in full swings. 
Airports are busy, busy, busy. We recommend getting to the airport early and enjoying yourself. If you go to MSPAirport.com, though, it is so easy. Like right now, Terminal 1, 62%. The parking is full. Less than 15 minutes to wait. Parking at Terminal 2 is 39% full. Less than 15-minute waits. But it is such an easy, great website. You can book your parking in advance. At Terminal 2, you can book what's called MSP Reserve. And you can book your place in line if you're flying out of Terminal 2. It's a project uh, that they're testing at this airport, Terminal 2, if you don't have TSA pre-check. Up to 10 people. You can see what available time. Super slick. Go to MSPAirport.com. Get to the airport early and enjoy yourself. It's the only big concert of the year I'm not going to. I would feel bad for you, but we've been living in your uh, concert wake uh-huh, uh-huh. for all spring, and we've still got a lot more this summer. And Beyonce's going to be amazing. That one, yeah. Yes. If I hadn't got, I've gone to her twice. Yeah. And I had to pick my poison, and this I'm just doing Taylor Swift this time. But yeah, I get that. Beyonce's and Beyonce. I'm going to be jealous when you go to Beyonce. Yeah. I'll be a victim of the scalpers for Beyonce. I'm. Were we're, we're going to go. Lily and I have decided we we're going to treat go. ourselves. We can't miss this one. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to go scalper route on that one. Well, Beyonce's be, is is amazing. And show. speaking of Beyonce, she performed and she's wrapping up the European portion of her tour. And she's in. Uh, she was in Amsterdam on uh, Saturday night. And she dressed exclusively in outfits uh, created by black designers. And she, you know, let it be known it was on honor of the upcoming Juneteenth holiday, which like two years ago was, I know, like in Minnesota, it's a paid federal holiday yeah. and all that. So Graham posted it. And, oh, my gosh. She's, she's gorgeous. It's the, the gowns. It's unbelievable. Um, and have you seen, too, any of the footage with her and with Blue Ivy jumping on stage? I, like you, have tried not to watch too much of it because yeah. I don't want to have anything <laughs> yeah. uh, spoiled. But it seems like Beyonce really has, like Taylor, it seems like her touring out outfits, she's got like five of each of her looks. Yeah. Beyonce seems to be just completely switching up oh, and nice. having not the same signif- yeah. or not the same standard. I love that. So, I like that's great too. Like yeah. that's that'll be awesome. And I've like I said, I've seen her twice and both times I cried. I don't even know why. I can't remember why I cried, but I was yeah. You were crying. I was crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. And then last week, last Thursday, the Songwriters Hall of Fame had their induction. And mm-hmm. um, it was the 2023 class. Gloria Estefan, Tim Rice, you know, of Broadway, um, Post Malone, Jeff Lynn, and then Liz Rose. Now, do you know who Liz Rose Not is offhand, as a songwriter? No. Okay, so um, she's a Taylor Swift collaborator. And uh, she, uh, the audience at the Mary, Marriott Marquis, cheered Caitlin Rose, the daughter of Liz. And her, she wrote the song that uh, Liz sings, uh, or that Liz co-wrote the song "White Horse" with Taylor. Oh, beautiful! So, is this is Taylor or Caitlin singing? This, this is, is Taylor. This is Taylor okay, singing it, is. and this is like the main part. It of won it. the best country song Grammy and. 2010. It's amazing. This is just like the main, the the chorus mm. of it. Some other famous Swift songs <laughs> that... So in, pretty. In, in, That's in, a beautiful song. I know. In Liz's induction, she said, um, I just started writing songs with anybody that would write with me, including a 14-year-old girl. 
who everyone laughed at me and said, what are you doing? And Taylor trusted me to help her get her songs together. And she was so young and I was so old and it was so awesome because we learned a lot together. We made some beautiful records and I'm so proud of that. She helped Taylor write. She's the co-author of Tim McGraw, White Horse, You Belong With Me, All Too Well, Fearless, and Teardrops on My Guitar. Oh, beautiful. I mean, those are some big ones. Big ones. And that's what so, I originally fell in love with right there was the, the country. That I mean, that's yes. how I fell in love with Taylor yes. Swift with all those songs. So, yeah. so that's, that's kind awesome. of a cool story. And then Gloria Estefan was the first uh, Latin woman to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall. She closed the night with... Uh, a high volume uh, set. Her grandson Sasha and her husband even joined in on "Rhythm Is Gonna Get You." And then Teddy Riley, who he spearheaded the, what's called the New Jack Swing uh-huh. era in the in the eighties and nineties. He wrote hits for Michael Jackson and Blackstreet and Guy, and he got the audience out of his. See, Dougie Fresh was doing the beatboxing <laughs> nice. and rapping and key sweat. So it sounded like it was a fun night. But I wanted to bring that story because I was like, you know, a lot of times the songwriters are like the, you know. Unsung heroes, hero for lack all. of better words. And I guess the crowd was going crazy for Caitlin Rose as she sang White Horse for her mom. Like everyone How was cool. like wiping tears. And and uh, Caitlin said, uh that as her mother held her word, don't drop it. And Liz said, I think that's what they told me when I had you. <laughs> she said, I'm, I'm speechless. Literally, I didn't write a speech. I refused to write AI. And then she just told the story about she'd start writing songs with anybody, including this 14-year-old girl. And her songwriter friends were just like, why are you writing with a kid? Yeah. And like, it's wild, too, because I think that's such a good message. You will be surprised. I... I I find myself in situations with like tweens or teens or when I was going to nursing school with, you know, girls that are 15 years younger than me is like, you'd be surprised if you just talk. There's so many similar experiences. It's why, you know, there's people that can be obsessed with one singer and from different generations. Like you can, I can go to listen to the Beatles and go, wow, I can still, you know, that still rings true. Some of that stuff. So, I mean, that's a lot. Those are a lot of good songs. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I'm sure Taylor would have been invited, but she was, you know, she's on the road. She's a little busy. She's a little busy. And uh, what else? Oh, uh, we learned from Lady Gaga. She posted on Instagram (laughs) this weekend why she's been not in touch with us because people yelled at her about being a nurtech. Uh, the migraine headache. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It wasn't because they were mad at Chloe possibly losing the endorsement, but they were like, where have you been, Lady Gaga? Yeah. And um, anyway, she let them, she let her fans know that she's been taking time for herself, healing, doing things, filming the Joker, writing yeah. a new project. And we found out... Um, she said, I can't wait for you to experience it. And we see a still frame from the Chromatica tour, which was only a 20 city tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was delayed and stuff. So there's a concert film That'd that we're cool. going to see. I would love to. I would sit and watch that. I would too. Um, yeah, Lady Gaga would be one of the ones I've, like, I would love to see. Because she did not, I mean, she had the Joanne World Tour in 2017. And then 2022 is when she went back out for Chromatica and, uh, she said, um, you know, I hope she hopes that we love all the things she's been working on, but that she's not been available to be posting stuff to her fans because she's just been taking the time to 
herself. You know what? We're okay with that. I I love Lady Gaga, but I also like when she's very um, selective mm-hmm. with her music making because when she makes good stuff, she makes great stuff, and when she makes okay stuff, it's very forgettable. Yeah. And so I would I would love another bad romance. And I know that's asking a lot. Bad it romance is, is so, so good. good. Like paparazzi and yes. things like that. But Telephone. Oh, my gosh. God. Yeah, I would love her to really think it through and make another album that was had had a couple songs like that. And that's a big ask. She's told her fans on Instagram that she produced music for a very special project. And I've been experiencing my creativity Ever since last summer, in a really special and private way. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. know what that means, but I don't know. It could be something. She's doing the music for the Joker. I don't know. I don't always love that. I don't yeah. either. It's like when something's made. It's kind of like when Adele did it for um, uh, the 007. 007. Yeah. I was like, that was a whole terrible sign. I know, terrible. but like it just feels like when they're forced into this, you have to yes. make something for a, a, a movie. It just doesn't always ring true to who they are yes feels a little forced in commercial not i don't know so i don't love when that's what they come out with she's really determined she really wants to act she wants to act and i don't understand i'm so confused about how many people need to play the joker and harley quinn before we commit thank you you. i'm all over the board we can we can go about but that's because it's dc and that is why dc has struggled because they can't develop any true Love or appreciation for their characters because they change them up so much and there's no continuity. Whereas Marvel has stuck with Robert Downey Jr. and all these guys, Chris Hemsworth, these people for the last 15 years and we've fallen in love with them. Whereas DC just flops things left and right and it's there's no truth. Is Marvel the Avengers? Marvel is the Avengers and that is why. And they hold on to their people. And they hold on to their people and they don't change up their characters. And it's you have a true love for the characters, whereas DC... Don't I don't even, even know who's Joker. I don't. I, I don't like, either right now. You don't even know what Joker we're talking about because the last Joker technically didn't even exist in the real Joker. There's a yeah. there's a huge problem with this whole with the, what, multiverse Wakanda, going on, Phoenix. and I'm going to talk about that with Flash oh, at five give o'clock. Us a review of the Flash Grant. Of course, saw it this weekend. Oh. Uh-oh. Opening. Whoa. Whoa, he did. Yeah, but whoa, was that an off to the, the show? Well, we're yeah. going to tell you. You're going to get a surprise review around. that you don't get from me I very often. Am, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> All right, listen, we're going to Hollywood speak when we come back. Don't forget, we're going to be li- doing a live show um, <gasps> this Thursday at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters from 3 to 6. We'd love to have you stop by and say hi. We'll be right back with Hollywood speak. Okay, so Rosie O'Donnell gave an interview to The Hollywood Reporter, and she starred as Detective Joan Sunday on a uh, Showtime series called American Gigolo. Dang, I haven't heard her about acting in a while. Oh, she, she was, was the best thing in the show. You're right, Lori. The best thing in <laughs> the show. Was. We were like, God, let's just have a spinoff with De- Detective Joan Sunday. That she was so awesome. good. That would be Joan great. Sunday. It sounds so corny, and I love that. I she know. Oh, she was just an epic detective. Just uh, stone-faced, steely-eyed, yeah. barking out dialogue in a staccato New York accent. It was, <laughs> it was just great. epic. Yeah. But here's what she was asked about being in that, because it was just a one-and-done series. And John Bernthal, oh, man, did he look sexy. He always does. He always does. But here's what she said. (laughs) She said, John Bernthal was not happy with the show. And it was very clear. It's difficult to work that way on a set. He was never happy that he was playing a gigolo. And I'm like, well, it's called American Gigolo. Right? 
So why take the job, John? Yeah, let's Hollywood speak that. John. And she said, yeah, she wasn't. She goes, to be fair, she said, I didn't love it either. But I thought, okay, you know, I want to try it because I'm intrigued by the premise. But John apparently made things difficult Uh, because he was a pretty thing. And in that show, he doesn't want to be. And I thought he was good at it. Hey, in that role. I mean, it was a different kind of a series for him. Listen, if you talk to so many actors or actresses or whatever who have made their beginnings being a dead prostitute on SVU. It's it. Those are. But John Bernthal's been around for a while. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't. It's not. A, it's not a bad. It's not a bad job. Did he not watch the original film? I have no idea. Or did he not see the title when I got <laughs> handed to him? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, canceled after one season. Okay. Yeah. Kim Zolciak's eldest daughters, Brielle and Ariana, wish their mother's estranged husband cry. Happy Father's Day. He's not a monster, and he really seemed like he loved those girls. They were quite, they were like six and eight. Yeah, I they think. were young. And they, he was very sweet to them. And I, I mean, I know that you can be, when you would watch those shows, it didn't look like it was him putting on airs to be sweet to those girls. They and both, so, happy Father's Day. We love you. Yeah. And you know that Kim's not happy about that because right now she's trying to paint the picture of, he is a he's terrible a bad father. He yeah. smokes so much weed, he can't hold a child. Uh, He'll uh, eat it. He'll think it's a snack and eat it because he's so high. Both of the accusations from both camps are a little ridiculous. Have They've been pretty bad, haven't oh, they? They yeah. have been. But the money part is what I think you guys have said from day one. The money ran out, and that's where it all started. And somebody in that family was spending money too much. I don't know who it was, but clearly they did. Li- they lived way outside their means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That boy, that does nothing. That will break up a couple f- real quick. Real, real. Lots quick. of fights, man. There's gonna be lots of fights. Okay, Cynthia Nixon opened up about what it was like to film and just like that without Kim Cattrall after six seasons of Sex in the City and two movies with her as part of the core four. Um, and you know, news broke out in May that Cattrall would be. Playing Samantha Jones in a in a cameo in the finale, the final episode of season two of And Just Like That. Uh-huh. And um, Cynthia Nixon told Vanity Fair that she'd read about Kim's return in the script, but hadn't hasn't seen the episode yet. And then she got candid about how things were different in season one of And Just Like That without Samantha. Here's what it said. It felt very different also because we have these amazing characters And we're older, and our fictional children are now largely grown. Many things felt different, but the main thing that felt so great was that everybody was there really wanted to be there. That's just the bottom line. We all wanted to be there, so that makes an enormous difference that you're not walking around on eggshells with someone who's unhappy for reasons that are hard to even understand what they are. Wow, they really drew a line in the sand. Wow. She didn't have to do that. No, she did not. That like blows my mind why she'd put herself out there like that, which makes me think she re- they really don't get along. Mm-hmm. It's called money. And when people get paid more, like those core four should have stuck together. Absolutely. Like friend style. Like for the somebody dough. else iconic two people that we know always negotiate together. Yes. Thank yes. you. But anyway, yeah, she did go there. She went hard. 
So that makes an enormous difference that you're not walking around in eggshells with someone who's unhappy for reasons that are even hard to understand what they are. Dang. Dang. She really does not like him. Mm-mm. And um, uh, she she also said that, um, you know, I and I disagree with her about the... Um, we're older and our fictional children are now largely grown. Well, it's just Miranda who has Brady. And then Charlotte, Charlotte still has, has two. Yeah. So it's like that didn't even, that part of it didn't even make sense. And I hate what's happened to Miranda's character. Don't it, you feel like they don't have their fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the Midwest? So they thought they were portraying what's happening to women at that age in the Midwest. I thought that I'm saying that like, maybe they're like, we better, you know, everyone, you know, is now doing this. So we better like add that to our lifestyle and reality. Like, why are you acting this way? I don't know. They needed some women in their, their bleep at fifties to be writing on this show, getting it a little bit more right. I think you should get a writer chair. You need a seat at the table, man. I don't want a seat at the table. Although, although, you know, although, I'll take one. I would, you know, just uh, if it had some lumbar support. Sit yeah, there, there for you a little go. Bit. Thank you. Uh, Christine Baumgartner thinks Kevin Costner is bitter and lashing out at her in trying to get her to adhere to the prenup she signed 19 years ago and three kids ago before their lawyers have even begun to negotiate the divorce. Oh, I don't know where I fall on this. I'm still very, like, every time I hear one of them speak out, I go, they got a point. And 19 years ago, you signed in a prenup. Yeah, you should have put a timeline in that bad boy. But also. He did. Yeah. 30 days. You have 30. If we get divorced, you have 30 days to evacuate any of the homes. And all the homes will stay in my name. No, I said a timeline like if we were married 10 years, this thing's null and void. Well, that's what she's maybe trying to. She's trying to push that. But if it's not in the prenup, I don't know. I don't know how legal all prenups are. I know that's why we have those great attorneys that yes, you yes, talk to. Um, yes. But what do you, who do you side with on this? I'd be interested well, to know I don't, who you side I with. don't side with him enforcing a 30 day move out Which, thing. The kids yeah. just finished school. Yeah. I mean, they got, do you know what I mean? That's See, the they, home have, they grew up in. They have three homes, one in Montecito and two in uh, Carpinteria. I mean, you know, we can I don't make know. This work. I think he could make this work. He looks petty and vindictive because she's the one who filed for divorce. I'll say this about him. If a woman act the way that he acts about the set of Yellowstone, mm-hmm. he would be blacklisted. Yeah. Nobody would work with somebody who says, I shoot my whole scene in a week. There's a show. You have a fan base that you owe this to. And that's why, like, honestly, there's people like me that are Swifties where you know that. Taylor Swift understands and appreciates how much we get from her, mm-hmm. you know, the things she makes and yeah. uh, her her concert and why she puts out. She didn't have to do 44 songs. Right. Um, That's amazing. And then there's people like, um, oh, my God, I just forgot his name. It just dropped from my head. Um, Yellowstone. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Costner, where he goes, this guy has created a whole world that people adore. Mm-hmm. And he just left them high and dry. I don't care who you don't get along with. You finish that story. Yeah, there I are people it. invested in that. And Thank you, Brittany. You're welcome. So I will just say that, that this man is a level of petty and does not care about his fans at all. Yeah. So. All right. Um, side with Spotify her. executive Bill Simmons calls Prince Harry and Meghan Markle grifters. <laughs> That's a a long con. Yeah, tell us how you really feel. He said, um, 
he what did he say exactly? The bleeping grifters. That's the podcast we should have launched with them. I got to get drunk one night and tell the story of the Zoom I had with Harry to try and help him with the podcast idea. It's one of my best stories. Okay, we're listening, we're, Bill. You got it. Our ear. We're listening. Don't don't tease us long because we're going to forget you exist. Tell us now. Yes. Oh, <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. We're going to go stick our head in the freezer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wake up.